Welcome in Whisper Nation. Big Travi here with you on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. <clears throat> as promised with some posts that we put up earlier. Also, uh, as we have said before, we're going to start going live. And here she is going live with stepmom Lauren talking AAF today. There she is. Hey. Welcome up? back. All okay, tan and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a lot of makeup. <laughs> well, well <No>. done. <laughs> How are um, you doing? I'm great, man. It's it's beautiful. It's it's starting to get a little bit warmer here in Southern California. I shouldn't complain too much because it's never really that cold. But well, it's know. really dreary here in Florida, so it's it kind of looked like I'm in a cave of some sort, but it's not, it's daytime, <laughs> sort of, happy hour actually. Oh, for me. right on. <laughs> Lucky you. Well, you know. Um, well, we won't take too much of your time then and let you talk, we'll talk some AAF and then you can get to sucking down some drinks, huh? Oh, you help me talk about football, man. I'm all yours for however long. Cannot sounds, stop myself. Sounds good. Well, as the Whisper Nation knows, maybe from last week or maybe they don't know, this is at Stepmom Lauren on all platforms. She's going to help us talk some AAF. I don't like to use the word expert because, as Charles Barkley says, only God's an expert. But we, you are the closest thing we have to an expert in AAF. You are digging in and loving, loving this sport or this uh, league so far. And, and we're liking it, too. So we want to try and jump on here with you and just work through these games. Absolutely. This was a fun intro. Uh... Some of them were fun, some of them not so fun. But it was actually a pretty surprising weekend for the AAF. Yeah, we're going to dive into some of those surprises first. Uh, let's talk about the Memphis Express at the Orlando Apollos, your Orlando Apollos. The most important yeah. game, might I yes, add. Yes, of course. Not, yeah, of I'm course. just kidding. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm serious. I'm repping yeah, my Apollos gear, too. Oh, wow. Now repping I'm it. I'm repping the Fantasy Whisperer shirt. We got to get you that oh, gear too. Oh, I one. Yes, it's. Uh, we'll we'll discuss that offline for sure. Excellent. Um, I wear an extra small. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one extra small. Let me jump that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we had the Express. They visited the Apollos here. Uh, was this a, this was the Saturday on a Saturday game? Yes, this was, was Saturday. a Saturday yeah. game. Yep. And um, it actually turned out to be quite a good game. 17 to 21 was the final store yeah. score with the Apollo staying perfect. Um, so kind of walk us through this one and what, what stood out to you most here? Well, for me, it was the adjustments at halftime for both teams. Um, so, and another interesting thing is that for week one and week two, the Apollos had a pretty slow start. Uh, this one was actually the first game where they put points on the board first. They got nine points on the board early, but their offense stalled. So on the Apollo side of the ball, Steve Spurrier actually did something very un-Steve Spurrier-esque, and he really utilized um, Garrett Gilbert. I hate. I wish there was something more sexy about Gilbert. Can I call him like Gilberto or something? Or I don't know. Gigi or I that feels know. like a grandma's like, name. Gina, I don't know. It does sound yeah. like grandma's name. In fact, I think yeah. that's what my my granddaughters call my stepmom. Anyway, besides right. the point, I digress. But they really utilized him as the dual threat quarterback that he is, and maybe that not a lot of people really knew about, you know, going into the AAF and learning about these players. So on that note, in the second half, Gilbert actually had seven carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. 
And that one touchdown actually came from a 21-yard run, which I know isn't the 83-yard run that we saw, you know, this weekend also. But I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, and it does show that they have a versatile offense. Still right. the run game. They need to do something better than just running out the clock in the, in the fourth quarter. That's just garbage. Yeah, they so don't want to end other... up with yeah. Gilbert as their leading rusher. I know, and that's right? kind of like, what we're looking at right now. Yeah. I did <laughs> want to ask you. Are we the Seattle Seahawks and this is Russell right. Wilson? <laughs> yeah, two years ago, Wilson yeah. was leading the team in rushing. Um, for fantasy purposes, that's great if you have him as, as, sure. as your fantasy quarterback. I wanted to ask you if you think this makes him maybe moves him ahead, especially with Wolford's injury as the MVP candidate for the AAF, if, if he starts very, showing some of this dual threat. Yeah, it is very possible, um, especially when you consider normally it's the quarterbacks that, that get that prestigious MVP award, but there's so many of them. Because right. you really, it's hard to take that away from um, Trent Richardson. So right. that, that's yeah, tough. We'll and it's still a little bit that. early for me. And there have been so many changes that happen week to week that I'm just not yeah. sure. It's definitely in the running, but I, I'm just, I'm not sure yet. I want to see yeah, who else for sure. Do. Yeah. But then on the cool. Memphis side of the ball, when it comes to talking about the adjustments, Singletary finally, finally pulled Christian Hackenberg. Thank you, Jesus. So <laughs> let me just let me just give you a little bit of an idea. I mean, their offense has been stalling. It's not even stalling. They have done nothing since week one. He's stuck with Christian Hackenberg, which I understand it's a developmental league. You want to get him reps and experience. But at the sacrifice of winning, it's just not smart, which I want to talk about in another you know, game that we saw with the legends. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so Hackenberg in the first half was eight for 14 with 88 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Zach Mettenberger comes in here, you know, from the Tennessee Titans, and he just lit the place up. He infused some life into the offense and also into the defense, I think. So he had nine for 12, 120 yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. And that's really what gave the offense that life to really surge back and almost make it a comeback victory. But um, it didn't happen. We still won. Yeah, well, and I think they ran, they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Apollos right now. And it's going to be yeah. interesting to see if anybody has anything to answer for them because they look like one of the more complete teams in this, you know, young and small league. For me, I, I just I keep asking, what's wrong with the Express right now? They just look discombobulated every time I watch them. Mm -hmm. um, do you think there's any hope here, or do you think that do you think that Mettenberg, Mettenberger is the spark that they need to kind of get I, it going? Yeah. I do think that he is, and I'm actually really looking forward to see uh, how they express develop under this new lifeblood. Are they going to be able to continue this enthusiasm that they had, or was this just kind of a one one half thing and going to fizzle out again? But you know, so with such an early developmental league, and with the team that was really only together for like 30 days before they had their right. first game, there is going to be growing pains. It just depends on how well you can bounce back and make adjustments and do something different, which they decided to finally do, and it worked. So hopefully this works moving forward, but it's definitely something interesting to keep an eye out, but I don't think they're last in the league anymore like they were before. Yeah, we'll get to that terrible team. <laughs> oh, my God, on. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we have time, I should say right. we'll just cut it off now. <laughs> um, so we have next up on the slate was the Arizona Hotshots at the Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, 15 to 23 was the final score here with the uh, Stallions taking it and getting their first win. I have a truck coming by, so I apologize for the noise. Yeah, pardon me, I'm snoring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you would have slept through that anyways. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, this game, I tried, I tried, I tried to keep interested in it. It was not that interesting, but maybe that's what the Stallions needed. They needed to slow this hot shots uh, offense down in order to be able to, to stop them. 
And a guy that jumped out to me, and we'll get into more of the, you know, some of your takes with it too, but Carter Schultz, the defensive end for uh, yes. the Stallions, he yes. seems to be a game wrecker. He seems to be a guy on another level. And he's a guy that, you know, we talk about this every week about guys we're looking to see, can they make the jump into yeah. the NFL? Mm-hmm. He's Schultz one of them. is a guy to watch, yeah. He had one, uh, one sack and two solo tackles. And in the game before, he was a game wrecker as well for them. So I, I, I liked him a lot. What were some of the things you took away, you know, when you were when you had your eyes open for this one? <laughs> ah, well, I don't know about that because the matchsticks that I had in my eyeballs actually broke <laughs> and then started yeah. a fire like on my cornea. <laughs> it was hard. I literally had to oh, watch wow. this game three times. Yeah, can you it was, see it was me bad. right now? <laughs> I can't, but I'm pretending like I can, and I can really okay. sell it. Um, but really, for me, um, I was I was very surprised at the uh, hot shots kind of nothingness in the first half they didn't have a single third down conversion and as much of a power team as they were coming into this week that that really surprised me so was that just them like man or was this the, the stallions being like hey we're here to play was it something like i'm not really quite sure but the player that stood out to me the most actually didn't really get a ton of hype but it's brandon oliver i love those like smaller running backs that just don't care and they're just gonna Shove it down your throat. It doesn't matter if they're 5'7 and weigh 204 right. pounds. I'm going to score a touchdown on you, and you're going to like it. I love those players. And he really stood out to me. Very Darren Sproles-esque. I thought it was great. Yeah, and, and he, he's a guy who played for the Chargers. You know, Sproles started his career for the Chargers. Oliver kind of mimicked that same role and was successful with the Chargers in, you know, short relief for guys like Melvin Gordon during his injury. And, and so you look at a guy like Oliver, and he's another guy you root for to maybe get another shot in the league. Right. Um, any news on Wolford that you've heard? I've been reading online all day, and they still just call it an apparent upper body body injury, and I can't yeah, see, see from. Yeah, yeah, I see can't from see what I knew, on. what I understood, I think it's a hand injury because you could hear him talking at the end of the game because you know all the quarterbacks are mic'd He's up, mic'd and he was up, banged, yeah. he banged up his yeah, his thumb was banged up. So I mean, this that's kind of very hockey league to just generalize a hand injury is an upper body yeah. injury. Yeah, I mean, that, like, the NHL does that all the time. But yeah. I haven't heard any news on him whatsoever. And that was a devastating blow for the hot shots. Um, because when, was it Trevor Knight comes in? That's the backup, right? Yeah. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, Trevor Knight. He, yeah, he was Trevor so Knight. hyped up. Yeah, he was really hyped up. And people were surprised he didn't get the starting position. But once you saw him play after Wolford went out, you kind of see why he didn't get the starting spot. But it really did hurt them that he got injured. And so we'll see how they can... Um, you know, scheme and game plan around him moving forward. Hopefully Wolford's not out for very long because I think that's going to really hurt the Hot Shots offense. Yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about that MVP candidate, and Wolford was really let, oh, yeah. lighting the he league on high. fire. Six touchdowns yep. coming in, made it seven in this game, and then he got hurt. So obviously we want to watch that. Another thing I'd like to watch with this Hot Shots team is it looked like the Stallions' defensive line was really taking over this game in, yes. in parts. And even Sean O'Hara on the broadcast was talking about it. He said, you've got to be assigned to your gaps here a little bit better. And they were just allowing all sorts of pass rush in there. If they continue mm-hmm. that, they, they could slip down in the ranks here from a team that started off hot at 2-0. and Well, you know how Sean O'Hara loves his offensive line. So yeah. he just had to just pick up when they're doing super well and when they're not doing so well right. and be able to really pick out what the weaknesses are. I love Sean O'Hara. He's fabulous. Yeah. Him and MGD, MJD on the call, that was a great uh, combo. Yeah. I, I, they kind of yeah. kept a, an uninteresting game somewhat interesting. Oh, that was the only reason why sometimes I would poke up an eyelid in the first yeah. half. But, yeah, I mean, MJD just kills it. And he and, shockingly, Marvin Lewis, I did not really? like him week one. Yeah, He's grown say, on me, were... man. They banter wow. back and forth. But, okay. I mean, it's hard with Dan Halley not to. The three of them are really good. But that, you know, again, I digress. I do that a lot. 
yeah, welcome no to worries. my husband's life. I feel really bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to be a capable man. You're keeping him around, so. That's right. Yeah. Mabu. Right on. Love you, well, honey. <laughs> well, our next game was a, you know, one of these powerhouse teams in the Birmingham Iron. They visited the Atlanta Legends, you know, and now they moved to 3-0. We're talking about it here in the Legends 0-3. So we're going to talk about your boy a little bit here in Trent Richardson. Lay it on the people. Let it, you're making the case as strong as anyone I can see online that I do like him. he needs to be back in the NFL. I do like him a lot. Um, I, I really hope that his previous domestic violence issues are behind him. You know, I think everybody deserves a second chance. I understand. I think his departure from the, the NFL was because of injury and all that kind of stuff. But he's really putting his work into it. He had a post-game interview where he says he's doing this for his kids. He's extremely articulate. He's wonderful. Look, he looks like Marshawn Lynch. He runs like Marshawn Lynch. He has dreads like Marshawn Lynch. Thank God yeah. he doesn't interview like Marshawn Lynch. Otherwise, <laughs> then I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. But, I mean, in this game, he, he doubled his career touchdowns just in this game. So he scored, what are the numbers here, three touchdowns. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, three were from this game. He's yeah. got six total on the year. The guys hmm. had 59 carries, 145 yards. I'm, I'm fine with the touchdowns, Lauren. I give you that. I love the touchdowns. My problem mm -hmm. is this yard per carry at 2.5. Yeah. I don't know if they've played a ton of strong defensive lines and he's just got a nose for the end zone, or is he going to be a I think it's the way that, that they can... play him. Okay. Yeah, I think They're it's the way that they play him. him. And it could be that, too, because, I, I mean, just like you said. So, I mean, so he had, his, he had his three touchdowns. He doubled his career. He had 46 yards on 17 carries. You would really think that yardage is going to be a heck of a lot higher, but – does it really matter if he's got these three touchdowns in there? And are yeah. they really just kind of showing him like this? And then maybe a couple weeks later when they try to bottle him up just in that end zone area, he comes running out and busts off an 83-yard run that we saw. It's it's still so young, but yeah. I don't know if it's really a problem quite yet. Um, he's yeah. just I mean, you can just tell he's a beast, it, he, he, and he runs like one. So even though it's short yardage, even though it's a lot of carries for shorter yards, he makes them count. Yeah, and I listen, you said it right. Um, you said it 100% right there when you're saying that it doesn't matter yet because of these touchdowns he's piling up. I mean, right. three games, six touchdowns, that's two a game. If you're a fantasy owner, from that perspective, you're okay with that production. So as long oh, yeah. as he gets to the next game and maybe he doesn't score, but he's putting up 100 yards, you're going to be all right with that kind of production. Yep. And he seems to be the engine that makes this Birmingham iron team run they seem to be what is the tough-nosed hard old school football gritty, team of the gritty. AAF play defense run the rock yep. um, so they seem to be an exciting three and0 so you know I, I know that you noted here and you wanted you're excited to see them go up against your Apollos in week five I'm excited too my thing is is that they're kind of conflicting styles right Apollos are this high flyer Birmingham's kind of this shut shut down defense I mean it, it's going to be pretty exciting stuff. So it's either going to be the most epic battle ever, or it could be a total blowout. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I'm, but I'm kind of scared because right when those numbers are there for it to be ripe to be X, Y, and Z, it goes the other way. Right. <laughs> As fantasy players, we know that. The numbers could yeah. be absolutely perfect, and then it just goes the opposite. So I, I think against the Apollos, it's really going to have to – uh, showcase Birmingham's secondary. So how good are they really? Because they haven't played a team like the Apollos yet. Right. So we're going to see. And then Luis Perez, 
my uh, my boo now that he was a St. <laughs> Louis reject. And there's Rams all over the place. It's everywhere, yeah. everywhere. But you know, they're Rams cast off. So you know what, San Diego, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. Well, you know, when the Rams are so good, Lauren, there's not enough roster know. spots in the NFL for them to be. So. <laughs> LA has like 3,000 teams. Come on. Yeah. I know. I'm just I'm bitter. Not, not, on a side note here, I just got an update this morning that my Angels, my Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles or whatever eight names they have, <laughs> they want to move them to Long Beach. So I don't know what's going on out here anymore. We just moved I a need bunch to of talk to around. Adam Rank about that. He loves yeah. his Angels. Oops, yeah. So I don't I'm think sure. he cares. Yeah, as like, yeah. I mean, as long as they're in the greater area. It will be yeah, as long as they haven't, you know, left and gone to St. Louis, then he would have a serious issue. But you know, oh, that's yeah. But another fire. interesting name to note, too, for the defense on the Birmingham Iron is um, Jamar Summers. So week one and week two, he only – cornerback, I believe. Safety or cornerback? I'm not sure which one. He only allowed one catch in two weeks. That's crazy. And then oh, in wow, this game, yeah. he yeah, in this game he also had an interception. So that is a big name to look at. He might be the defensive player of the week for week three okay. if he hasn't if they haven't named one already. Okay. So, do we think that? Um, I mean, you're you're looking at this as if you had to rate the teams now. Do you take the iron or do you take the Apollos? And and you have to take your homerism out of this. So I, I, I got to have you. Completely I, I will. Here. Um, I take the iron. And the reason why is because I think they have a well, more well-rounded offense because the Apollos just really need to work on their run game. And you really need to have both your passing game and your running game, as well as your offense and your defense. They have to be on point. And it, even though Luis Perez hasn't actually thrown a touchdown yet, he still has not done that yet, which is shocking. They have an yeah. excellent running game, obviously. And he, he's a gunslinger also, even though it hasn't found the end zone. It's just a matter of time. That's why I'm really nervous for us to play the Birmingham Iron, because I do <laughs> think that they are a more powerful team than the Apollos, but just by a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. A confident yet humble yeah. stepmom Lauren here with her analysis. Yeah, well, I love you it. Know. And the Atlanta well, Legends, I have no idea why they did not pull Sims out of the game. They just kept with him in there. Yeah. Three interceptions. He literally threw the football into the back of a defender. Like, hit him in the numbers. Like, And I'm pretty sure that all of his wide receivers slathered their hands and their gloves and their chest and Crisco <laughs> before the game because the word of that game was incomplete. Incomplete passes. It was just disgusting. And oh, the man. first half started off pretty good, but the second half, it was cringe. Like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> Turn it off. I can't. Awful. Uh, yeah, and uh, like you talked about it a little bit just there. Like, why didn't they bench him? Why didn't they turn? Kevin Coyle is the head coach here for the Legends. Are we looking at a situation where we could have our first head coach on, on the hot seat? I mean, you look at the Legends actually, I think, have Michael Vick on the staff as an offensive coordinator. Could we see him usurp here and, and maybe move that on? Was, and that what was interesting about it. I read a couple different things about that because I think he turned down the offensive coordinating position. Oh, he did? Okay. I think he did before the season. That's why it was so weird that he put the ball at the half line. But I could be wrong. Michael okay. Vick is, isn't exactly one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. I, I don't usually I pay attention to him all that much. <laughs> right. But, I mean, it's very possible we could have that. And I get the whole idea that it's a developmental league again, and we really want to try to get these players snaps. But, again – not at the sacrifice of winning, and especially when you have a quarterback like Aaron Murray, or anyone for that matter, to take over the position and at least infuse some life, just like what happened with the Memphis Express. Why not do it? I just, I yeah, don't we'll see. Get it. 
we'll see this week of preparation too. You start 0-3, you're going to have to make some noise sooner or later. Maybe they oh, look yeah. to them there. And, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, we've got to preach a little bit of patience still. I know we get frustrated because we want to see that action. Um, we're talking about a developmental league. That means developmental for the coaches and for the GMs too. So these are guys that, you know, obviously are football minds, but maybe aren't ready for that top tier level yet. So yeah, we'll just see. And another disappointing thing about that game was this was Atlanta's first home game. And that just stinks. You know, when you really yeah. want to try to get energetic, you know, excitement and enthusiasm for this league, and then you play like that at your first home game, it's like, right. ooh, especially when they were touted as being one of the better teams in the AAF. So that, that was disappointing for the fans. And I know they're disappointed too. So I'm sure there's going to be some adjustments. And if they're not, then, wow, we're going to have some issues with the yeah. So we'll just see, you know, what happens with the legend. Who blinks first, the legends or the Memphis Express as the – for sure bottom rung of this league. I'm pretty sure there has been many a blinking already going on because it sure isn't Memphis anymore. It's, it's the legend. It's just one constant <laughs> blink by the legends. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our last game on the docket, as you guys know, there's only eight teams in this league, four games every weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. The last game was the San Antonio Commanders at the San Diego Fleet. San Antonio was looking to bounce back here after they suffered that loss at the hands of your Apollos. They were none able to do so as the fleet defeated them 31 to 11. Um, what did, what do you have to say about this rematch, Lauren? What, what really caught your eye here? I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be a similar game than week one, which is a little bit low, more low, low scoring. And I was, I was shocked by the fleet. The fleet really showed up and that was something that was like, okay, I'm going to take you a little bit more seriously now. And then you have, because I was super excited about the Commanders. We talked about it. And I yeah. was kind of disappointed with their play. But again, still a young young team. Was it an off day? You know, I mean, we'll see. But for the the fleet, just really quick, Philip Nelson, he was supposed to be the third. And he ended up earning the start because this is the AAF and that gets off to be the starting quarterback. And it showed. He played great. I just wanted to make that note because yeah. I like oh, them. Oh yeah, I like them underdogs. Philip Nelson rants gonna go are uh, gonna go viral here by stepmom Lauren. We love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then um, all the Nelsons and Phillips and Williams and Wolfer, Rettenberger, Zattenberger, whatever. It's just, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so confusing because his number one baby was. Nelson Spruce tree. No, it was not tree. I just added that in there. But it was a Nelson Spruce. Another Rams cast off because of injury. And Matt, Mike Martz, Rams, St. Louis Rams head coach. They're <laughs> everywhere, Travis. I can't, yes. can't get away. But he even said that if Spruce hadn't gotten hurt and they let him go, they probably never, never would have picked up Cooper Cup, which is so interesting that I heard that because he really reminded me, uh, Spruce reminded me a lot of Cooper Cup. If he plays that same, plays that same way, and it seems like he and Philip Nelson have a lot of chemistry going on between them. Yeah, you have that, you know, low yardage, not terribly high yardage in 50 yards, but two touchdowns. So he's that red zone guy for this team. Yep. And that's what Cooper Cup is. He's that safety blanket in the red zone. Just a guy I'm super excited about to get back for the Rams next year. But, yes, my, I'm excited to watch. One of my favorite watch. fantasy players. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a great all-around player in general. Um, he does all the dirty work. He reminds me of a Wes Welker or an Amendola mm -hmm. or, a, um, you know, some of these, these slot wide receivers. So, um, yeah, I mean – Listen, the Fleet were the team I wanted to kind of hang my hat on this year. I haven't um, officially put that out there, but after this showing, they've really got my attention, and uh, they're the most you know, yes. local team that I have here. Um, 
anything to watch for with those going forward? Just the development of Philip Nelson, I guess, going forward and to see if he can yes. remain successful. There's also another one. Jaquan Gardner is another okay. one of those small running backs to keep out for. So it's funny during the game because MJD was also the commentator on that game as well. And it was MJD Jr., MJD Jr. It was literally like watching little MJD. And they had such fun with it in the commentating. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really good. And Marvin Lewis was all in on it. It was great. But he That's really he, he was awesome. So they really showcase that they've got a running game. Philip Nelson can pass the ball. You've got wide receivers such as Nelson Spruce. So they're one of those that was a, a surprise coming into it. Also, their defense was awesome. So those are ones that are going to be – He's. I think that team is going to be crawling up ranks a okay. lot faster than I think we all anticipated or even at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to them too. I think that is going to be one of the more similar components to the Orlando Apollos, except they have a better run game. So okay. whereas Birmingham Iron are kind of the opposites, I, I think that's going to be a clash of um, points. <laughs> whenever they play yeah. i'm excited cool well let's uh we'll be on the lookout for that any plans this weekend for the next slate of games you want to tell the whisper nation about uh well actually i don't even know because i'm going to be in mexico man oh wow i know but week five <laughs> i know i know my first little problem with my life is hard uh, <laughs> but week five though is when birmingham plays the apollos and that is going to be my sit down with the popcorn nobody talked to me Leave me alone for my game. That is going to be mine. What are you looking forward to this weekend? My biggest one will be kind of just watching this iron team. I want to get a feel on them. We've talked about how, um, you know, we have a friend, Danny, if he's watching Dan Thrasher, he works for the uh, Birmingham iron. So I get a little insight every day on oh, his cool, yeah. Instagram stories and he kind of updates us. You can follow him at, at Danny Thrasher. Uh, basically I just want to get a feel for them and see if they can kind of get it all together on both sides of the ball um, and continue to dominate this league. And, and if Richardson, I really want to get a beat on Richardson because now enough noise on ESPN with stepmom Lauren on CBS about, about Trent Richardson getting into the NFL again. I want to see with my own eyes here and really dissect that yards per carry and see, you know, is it because he's stuttering at the line or is it because of the way they're using him, like we've said? So. Right, and he does pass the eyeball test. And actually, now that I mentioned that, um, well, not Trent Richardson, um, it is the Fleet play Apollos this weekend, right? Oh, nice. I think yeah, they do. I'm recording. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm recording all those games, so when I get back, I'll be able to watch them. But I think they yeah. play because since they just had this huge victory, now they're going to go up against the Apollos. So I'm actually interested to see. Hopefully they lose because I want the Apollos to win, of course. But <laughs> I'm interested to see how they're going to use that momentum and follow it into week four, push it into well, week I four. Might just and same thing with Memphis. My... Yeah, I might just have to put my stamp on the fleet since they're playing your Apollos this week. Do it. Get that upset. Yeah. Yeah, I got to use some tweet off. (laughs) (laughs) Angrily tweeting. Yeah, for sure. Well, Lauren, we want to thank you so much. And once again, tell the Whisper Nation how they can get a hold of you and follow you, get some of that great content you do. Of course, I definitely will. Stepmom Lauren, and my name is L A U R E N. Stepmom Lauren across all platforms Twitter.com, Stepmom Lauren. Facebook.com, Stepmom Lauren. Instagram, Stepmom Lauren. You can find me at Stepmom Lauren. Pretty much everywhere. Right on. Oh, Stay consistent. And I'm also, um, I have a uh, article coming that's already out right now on Fake Pigskin that is a recap of the four games that we just talked about. Perfect. So if you're interested in diving a little bit more into it, it's on Fake Pigskin. Yeah. It's called the um, week, AAF Week 3 Roundup, where I go in and I also share my sources on where I pulled certain information. And again, during the 2019 regular season, I'll be in Adam Rank's 
live uh, po- live Facebook page that he turns into a podcast. He does a live feed, and I answer fantasy football start and sits for him. Help him out a little bit in the comment section. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you helping us out here. I know the Whisper Nation does for sure. And we'll talk to you next week about uh, week four AAF action. I'm excited. That's right. Actually, you won't be talking to me next week. I'll be sipping oh, a cocktail right. on the Mexico. beach. <laughs> Man, I, I'm really trying to get uh, upset over here. <laughs> I know. I know. I'll be I just stuck have to at work. Rub it in. I've got a yeah. I've got salt and a lemon back there. I can just rub it in the wound for you if you oh, want. Oh, man. That's terrible. <laughs> you'll rub it in your but margarita. You, That's what you'll be rubbing too. in. Yes. And thank you, Whisper Nation, for putting up with me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no worries. We love you. Well, we appreciate <laughs> oh, you and thanks, have a great guys. day. Yeah, you do the same. Bye. Bye.